Hello, and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers, who had never seen Survivor before, start from the very beginning. There aren't any ants on me. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 41, episode 4. Or no, not season 41, season 42. Did I skip a huge intro? Is it 43? No, 43. This is 43. Whew, should we restart? <laughs> Episode four, show no mercy. I don't know if you, I don't know. You were talking much slower than normal and at a l- lower volume. It was, it was all weird. Uh, uh, before. Okay. No, we don't need to restart. We just this is our listeners take us as we are. Um or they stop listening. Um before talking about this episode though, I got I can't remember what made me search for this, but um I started looking up stuff about season 44. Ooh. Um already? Yeah, there's like already been this was like actually from a couple months ago in July. There was leaked pictures and info about all of the contestants they think um so i already have like pictures names ages location and occupation of like what is supposedly the season 44 cast Uh, aside from so there's 18 contestants listed um all of those information stuff is listed for everybody except one person instead of a picture is just a big question mark and for their name it's matt question mark question mark san francisco california question mark so one like full info for everybody else except the one mysterious matt people are like i don't know i wonder uh, if it was like uh there was an alternate or something and so it's confusing oh that could be there is a supposedly if this list is correct there's going to be somebody from columbus ohio really and somebody from seattle washington Ooh, maybe we know them probably not uh, I don't know either of them, but um, the other thing I found was from an article in July um, that says, according to Inside Survivor Sources, season 44, which recently wrapped up filming in Fiji, will feature an idle cage twist. Each tri- Oh, I feel like I did hear about this. Each tribe camp will have a bird cage with an idol locked inside and a note on how to find the keys to open it. Unfortunately, the cages are in plain sight, so it will require stealth for a castaway to obtain the idol without being caught. For those brave enough to open the cage, they will find inside a bag containing two idols, a real one and a fake one. The player must take the real idol and leave behind the fake, making it appear that the bird cage hasn't been tampered with. What happens if someone else finds the fake is not yet known. Uh, I like that twist. I hope that is a real thing. What if uh, that is combined with the twist from this week's episode and uh, they get to go to the other tribe and steal something and they steal the idol in the birdcage or to steal the entire cage? That would be cool. I feel like that would be uh, written out of the rules somehow. I don't know. I heard that there are no rules in Survivor. Um. Yeah. So then uh, you want to talk about this episode? Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, we get a pretty early sh- scene. Camp Baca. Gabler. Gabler's going to Gabler. People are sleeping and he just puts palm, palm fronds on them while they're sleeping as a blanket. Uh, oh, they Chris, think it's, it's weird. Okay. 
<laughs> they it's think okay. it's weird. There aren't any ants on them. Yeah. It doesn't have any ants in it. And it's like, yeah, but like, also, I don't want leaves on me while I'm sleeping, maybe. Yeah, I think it was uh, Ellie and Sammy. It was a little bit hard to tell because they were clearly trying to sleep. Uh, who were like woken up by him trying mm-hmm. to like gently place this palm frond on them. And they were like, we don't want this. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, this. So I really enjoyed this episode of Survivor. And in part, it was because for probably the first half of it, it was genuinely hilarious. There were a lot of things in this episode that just made me laugh really mm-hmm. hard. This being one of them that just, uh, they were like, we don't want this. And he was like, what? There's not any ants. <laughs> there was a... Like, That's not why we're worried. I don't understand. Yeah, that actually would make me more worried. Like, wait, I have to worry that there's going to be ants on this <laughs> thing? Like, I didn't... That's not my concern. I just don't want a big palm frond on me while I'm sleeping. And he's like, I just thought I'd be comfy or, like, provide warmth. And it's like, I was already actively sleeping. Like, I was good. Uh, it also, there was... like, appeared to be, like, morning? Like, when they probably were going to wake up soon anyway? Yeah. So Which why is probably why he was already up. With a, like, yeah. Uh, there's somebody on Reddit who likened it to the season we just watched of uh, um, completely forget names. Somebody in Bruce who was like, Bruce was hurting from the stomach pains. And she's like, do you want me to sing you a song? And he's like, no. And she just <laughs> sang the song anyways. Uh, Courtney. 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 Yeah. From um, Yeah. But yeah, pretty early on in the episode, though, then we cut to a challenge. Yeah. The we challenges come real fast because there's two challenges in this mm-hmm. episode. Two challenges. Uh, they have to knock blocks off a ledge with sandbags and then they have to walk. Somebody has to walk onto blocks to this like finish line where the three remaining players who haven't done anything yet will land sandbags on these hanging discs and the winner gets 10 fish or do they, uh, and gets to go to another camp and steal an item. Um, James, Uh, Lindsay and Ellie all sit out. This was a fun challenge. Mm -hmm. This was not just a. Let's all run through an obstacle course and then do a puzzle challenge. This was like a it felt old school challenge. Yeah. I liked I was it. Um Cody crushed it at the beginning, knocking all the blocks off with the sandbags. Um Sam Ryan or, did not crush it. No, he Ryan did really, really struggled. Uh, it Baca, shows Ryan throwing his first sandbag and it just goes straight through the tower, like in the one empty spot of the tower where there's no blocks. It was very sad. Well, what you thought would have thought like then his next throw, like, because that was just kind of unlucky. It's like on target, but just like happens to slip through the gaps. But then he, man, he really struggles with getting them all knocked down. Yeah, He just like was like Cody either got lucky or had good aim or whatever and understood like I need to get the bottom row and all mm-hmm. the rest will fall. And Ryan like went top to bottom and yeah. just like did not structurally figure this out for right. whatever reason. Or and just Sammy. Sammy for Baca was doing the same thing, like hit it from the bottom and just toppled the tower. Um, and they were like, Sammy was right behind Cody, which prompted Jeff to say, very surprising to see red ahead of anyone because yeah. Baca had been doing so poorly recently. Um, so Vessi was the first uh, team to get to like the last section where they had to throw the sandbags on the uh, like hanging discs. Um, and then Baca behind them. And then Ryan with Coco, like way behind that. Uh, Vessi ended up winning um, and this one only had like one winner not like two winners with like different size prizes or anything like that so Vessi is the winning tribe here they find out they get 
to steal one item, which could include, could be like the team's pot or machete um, from another tribe. They're not allowed to steal a flint. And then while we cut away before they like decide who they're going to steal from um, or see who they're going to steal from, we also find out that they won the 10 fish and somebody, Noel's like, hey, instead of 10 fish, can we trade for something else? And Jeff is like, well, obviously, as always with every reward challenge, you can always swap it out for any previous reward, which as viewers, we haven't watched very many recent seasons, but the vibe I got online is that this is not the normal case. Not just online. It's the vibe that I got from like listening to Tyson's podcast was played four times. Mm -hmm. uh, he was like, I've never heard, heard this rule before. Um I saw somewhere where they are pretty sure this was a new rule as of season 41. Um, but the way that Jeff said it, it was very much like, that's always the case. And I was like, so if you win like the final four reward, you could like get that other person's car or like, yeah, well, that's what there. So there's a tweet from Dalton Ross who said, uh, quote, Jeff, we'd like to exchange the 10 fish for the Jack and Jill movie reward from season 23, please. <laughs> <laughs> there's a jack and chill movie reward <laughs> we're gonna see it season 23 apparently oh great um yeah because and then it also made me think like okay they had these 10 fish ready to go so then what is that just like the crew feasts on those 10 fish that night like what do they do with those 10 fish i don't know yeah they probably eat them uh or it's like they're like we want fruit and they're like shit okay hey so-and-so go get us a big basket of fruit I mean, it's probably a little bit of that. Yeah. Um. I did, like. There's a really also a funny line where Noel is like, "We don't have fire. Like, we you've taken our flint. I'm not sure how we're supposed to cook this fish." And uh, I think it's um. Cody, Cody wanted to eat maybe? it raw. Yeah. Yeah. Cody is like, "We can just eat it raw." And Noel's like, "I'm not doing that." And he's like, "You've never had sushi?" And she just like, "No." And I was like, "I I'm shocked that no one is pressing this harder." Of like they they could just eat it yeah like sushi is a thing that people eat frequently I, I was kind of surprised that they weren't like no we'll have the protein please yeah but along with the fruit they also got the toolkit so it was like not just food for food like this gave them food and some other tools but the That's protein fair. was i think is an important item but and they still get to raid another camp which is good if it was like you have to give up fish and the camp raid i don't think they would have traded yeah that's fair um yeah so then we get to we get a little bit of time at like baka and coco of just like talking to each other about like are they going to steal from us are they going to steal from us what's happening um i liked that they didn't get to find out like usually i, I expected jeff to like ask vessi in the moment and be like mm -hmm. who are you raiding from and them know like when they go back and I liked that. I I ended up thinking that this was kind of worthless of like these two tribes just like I didn't care about this footage of seeing like are they gonna steal from us? Are they gonna steal from us? Mm -hmm. Um but I I liked the gameplay move of them not getting to know until Vessi shows up. I kind of liked the it was like a little bit of strategy talk of just like, well, they might come for us for this reason. Like it was interesting to see people's thoughts of how their tribe would react or like long term yeah consequences of it at vessi they enjoy the fruit they're eating while talking about or that they won while talking about like who's going to go cody volunteers to go um dwight is worried about that he says he's more diplomatic and won't piss them off like i'll go um they talk about taking baka's fish cody kind of wants to be 
meaner or at least to his tribe he says he wants to take like their machete um because Because he wants to show no mercy that's the name of the episode um where the rest of the tribe thinks like fishing gear is better because they'll be able to get fish but also it's a little bit less mean um and cody wants to show no mercy he's like i don't care but they do send him as their representative um and his goal or his mission from the tribe is he's supposed to go take fishing gear yeah um and And, as he uh, leaves dwight Dwight says says, he feels like he's a he's a parent sending his kid off on their first day of kindergarten and just hoping that they don't like disappoint them or like cause havoc uh which i also thought was very great so then we cut to coco camp and see cody showing up to their camp um courtney kind of throws out a little bit of a kind of a jab slightly where she's like how how are you going you said courtney uh cassidy none of these people cassidy okay i must have been cassidy i have typed courtney but i must have just whatever cassidy uh asks how they're eating the fish because she knows they don't have a flint which i was like okay throwing a little barb out there just a little bit um cody says he wants their machete and they're like uh shit what can we do what can we give you instead of that um and well actually Lindsay responds by saying like something like you better understand the message that sends and the retaliation it will cause if you take our machete um and they so they offer up some food as a negotiation tactic um and he says that some Which of the food are- confusing to me because they offer offer up like tarot roots and limes that they have like the tarot root they've like harvested yeah is it just that like their camp has tarot root and vessi camp doesn't i think so or they maybe haven't found it but i think it yeah based off where they are like not all the camps have like the same stuff that seems kind of bullshit well it might be that they have that more and less coconut or something i don't know oh yeah okay, i'm sure like i'm sure every camp has a viable like food option and it's just like what they have um i was just kind of surprised that cody was like oh yeah we don't have any of that and i was like really you know yeah. at all uh and it could be yeah maybe they just don't know how to forage for it um he says the food isn't the best plan because they still don't have fire so like they want something else so he wants some fishing gear um he says he wants fishing gear and some food um which this worked out uh kind of well because they're grateful then that he's not taking the machete but he still got some goods like what the original plan was plus a little bit of extra food this is his like being a salesperson kind of stuff really came to show or like came out here um there is a good line of i can't remember exactly what comes up but carla says that she doesn't trust them and there's a quote from her that's like bro you're from idaho calm down yeah i think Uh, it was was, oh she was talking about how he talked like because he must live in hawaii now or something or he was just yeah so he so he was like talking he said like like, mahalo as he left to them trying to be like we're still friends yada yada Mm -hmm. yada and she's like, bro, you're from Idaho, which is also hilarious because he is, in fact, from Iowa. Oh. Uh, and apparently I saw on Reddit some Iowans being like, yeah, people do that a lot. <laughs> um, and Carla also noted that, like, she's like, he played us here. Like, this yeah, is which this he was did. His plan a lot, which, he, yeah, he did for sure. Like, we don't get to see anything from like when he gets back to Vessi with extra food. And I was pretty disappointed by that of like they were all very nervous to hit for him leaving and then he comes back with exactly what he said he would plus some right i want i wanted some reaction there yeah yeah it must have just not been that 
interesting, I guess, or like they could only fit so much in this episode, obviously, but like it was probably, it probably just would have been unnecessary repeat of him just being like, yeah. So I said, I want your machete. So that way they'd offer me more. And that's what we ended up with. And they'd be like, okay, cool. Good job. Yeah. I, just, I, I would have been more interested in seeing that than seeing like Coco scared that he was going to come to them. Yeah. Or Baca scared that he was going to come to them. Uh, so we head to another challenge pretty quickly. Day nine, we're at a challenge um, where they have to knock off, push these sandbags off a platform looking for keys and then use the keys to open um, and get puzzle pieces and take those up a cargo net to create a triangle. Uh, or they, they have to use the puzzle pieces to make a square and then transport them somewhere else to make a triangle. I like the idea of the puzzle pieces being repurposed. Like so you make, you're doing two different puzzles with the same puzzle pieces was super cool. Yeah, they were like Tangram style puzzle pieces, mm -hmm. um, just like four giant puzzle pieces that they had to make into a perfect square and then into a triangle. Yeah, um, which again, I like it's still a puzzle, but it is a not like a straight jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, I also liked this challenge a lot that it was just like they're they're getting a little bit more creative with the challenges. I'm into it. Yeah, and it stayed. The challenge was pretty even. Like they all got their keys. Um and by the time they made it to the first puzzle, they were all like fairly even, not huge differences. Um, at one point, Dwight, Jeff says, Dwight is moving as about as slow as you can move and still be moving. Uh, which Dwight responded, thank you, Jeffrey, which was yes. fantastic. Yeah. I love uh, this. This episode was so funny. Uh, yeah, I love the snark back at like, yeah, thanks, Jeffrey. Using Jeffrey there was perfect. Um, yeah, especially Dwight, who is like half Jeff's age, was perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then like when um, Vessi ultimately wins and gets their final, uh, it's a square at the end, or the tri no, triangle at the end, it's triangle completed, they smartly like knock theirs down really quickly. And that happened earlier in the challenge too, so like the other tribes can't see it. Um, and then so it's down to Coco and Baca working and Vessi is standing right beside Baca and is like, hey, put this piece here, put this piece here. And they're like actively helping them out, which you get some shots of Coco tribe members looking over like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, they're, they're like, there's no subtlety. They're just uh -uh. like actively coaching Baca through this challenge. Yeah, which it'll be interesting to see the long term consequences of that, like, because sometimes just like these things like come and go and it like doesn't carry over. This one might stick. I don't know. Well, it also like. It's right after Vessi stole from them also. Yeah. So it is like Vessi and Coco are at war now, I right. think. Like, I, it, it's a wild move, which is also like, I mean, we're still probably a couple episodes away from the merge, but like Baka's just awkwardly in the middle of like these two warring tribes. It, it adds a very interesting dynamic and kind of for no reason. I don't know what Vessi's doing here. Well, and when it first happened, it was Noel who was doing the like, uh, helping out of Baca, and I was like, "Ooh, is her team going to be happy with that?" But then other people like chip in, and it's like their whole tribe is just like. It seemed like they were all cool with the idea of helping out Baca. I think the idea was like Coco hasn't been to tribal yet, and so it was like, "Let's band together and make sure they go to tribal." Um, but yeah, so it could, it'll be interesting. Like it depends on if Baca wants to just like fully ally with Vessi at the merge, and Coco just gets screwed or what? Yeah, and like. I agree with you that I think it was that Coco hasn't been in tribal yet, but it's like, but, but Baca has only been to tribal once. Like, it's not right. like Coco is demolishing Baca and Vessi. Like we're not that far into this game. Uh, yeah. But 
whatever. Uh, I'm interested to see. Coco does not really talk about this after the fact. Uh, they do a little but bit, I, but yeah. I, I'm just like, how is this going to affect challenges and stuff in the future? Right. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so the rest of the time in the episode we get is spent with Coco. Um, they're back at their beach. Ryan says he wants them to like have one last meal together before they start strategizing. Um, and then the strategizing starts happening with like um it Wait, kind of sorry. Like... before we get too far into that. Mm-hmm. Uh there was a secret scene that was like a deleted scene from this episode, which is uh Baka coming back from this challenge and saying like a win is a win, but like that was messy, that was like rough. We didn't do very well on that challenge, but at least we won. Um, but there's a wild line from Gabler in it, so I have to talk about it. Uh, so they get back and Gabler pretty immediately is like, uh, Hey, so like we didn't communicate with each other. Well, we didn't talk very much. Like we messed that up. We can be better. And then he has this line, which is wild. Better team. We can win like champions and, uh, and feel good about it without having to have, you know, bad blood coming back here. You think there's bad blood? There's not, but this is, it's not good. So like I've been in thousands of cases over 20 years and hundreds of them have gone badly. Okay. The ones that- so by cases, he's talking about open heart surgeries, but, uh, not for, he's a heart valve specialist. I know. I, he- I was only, uh, hesitating at the open heart. I think he does like urethral heart valve stuff. So oh, slightly okay. different, but yeah. But he he's he goes on to say like it's important in the operating room to have good communication. Like he's talking mm-hmm. about surgery here, right? When he says I've had thousands of cases and hundreds of them have gone poorly. That's a wild thing to say. Yeah, I mean, yes, it is. I don't know what the percentage numbers are. Like I would imagine with surgeries like that because it involves the heart, there is probably lots of ones that like go poorly. Yeah, it I is funny know. to like so nonchalantly like, be. Yeah. Yes. And it is, uh, I, I just felt like I needed to share that because it is again, Gabler being Gabler. Um, it goes on to, uh, just, if you are curious about that scene, it's about like three minutes long. Um, but most of it is Gabler giving this like little pep talk and Owen being like, Gabler is really annoying and we just kind of grin and bear it and, uh, get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to Coco. Yeah, so they're, the strategy kind of bounces around different people. So, like, it starts off with it seeming like Cassidy is the one that people don't like. And then there's lots of talk about Geo being the one to go out, um, which they show us some shots of, like, Cassidy cutting up some food and Geo really, like, micromanaging and, like, telling her how she should cut it or how it would be better to cut it certain ways, which is obviously annoying. Um, and so, like, she takes that mentality to like Carla and Lindsay and is like I think Geo should go and they're like all right let's get rid of Geo so they go tell James this um Geo asks Lindsay if his name has come up um and she's like no even though it has obviously um then it seems like it's kind of set on Geo which Lindsay finds too comfortable or easy and so she's super paranoid um and is talking trying to talk to like people about it there's a scene 
there is a funny scene which I, like it kind of adds to like why she ends up being paranoid where she's like trying to talk to ryan and he's like as soon as i finish this with papaya we can talk about strategy and Lindsay's like, <laughs> Lindsay's like everybody's already talking about strategy and he's like once i eat this papaya we can talk about strategy <laughs> he's just like it's clear he doesn't want to talk about strategy it seems like um, yeah which i'm sure didn't help her paranoia at all because she's like nobody wants to talk with me anymore and so she's like talking to carla and james about being paranoid but too much so that they're like okay if she's going to be paranoid like this the whole time we just need to get rid of her like we can't have this paranoia around and that seemingly is what turns us around to make her ultimately be the one that's leaving yeah Uh, i did see some interviews with her where she is like no like my name was out there and they just were telling me that like i might get a vote or two but i'm not gonna go home right and so like she still is being overly paranoid, but she's like, it's not that I was just like, but what if it's me? Like, there were people who were targeting me. Yeah. Uh, which they don't really show in the episode. Um, but that makes her behavior make a little bit more sense, at least. Um, but yeah, it is very much like she was totally safe and then digs herself a grave. Paranoia will destroy you, as Rupert once said. Yes um at tribal council it was fun to see them all show up to that because they were all like just had the biggest grins on their faces like seeing the tribal council set and like they were just like staring around in awe which was cool um geo and ryan are dubbed the papaya boys which i liked uh, because of their uh gathering of papaya and stuff uh, which we've talked about before um Lindsay does and through the questioning like call out her own paranoia and the problems that it caused um which is good like it was yeah and she talked about in her exit interview i read that too that because her name was out there like the editing of the show made it seem more like it was a blind side for her when it was not she was like no it was not a blind side like i kind of expected it, it wasn't that surprising yeah um, i did think like the way that she got up and left made it feel also like a blind side not just the editing because she looked pretty upset not that like you wouldn't be upset getting voted off anyways well, I think it also is particularly upsetting for it to be like, I'm really worried. I think it's going to be me. I think it's going to be me. And your allies are like, no, it's not going to be you. It's not going to be you. Like, just trust us. All you have mm-hmm. to do is trust us. It's not going to be you. And then you have that conversation enough that your allies are actually turning on you. And then it it's when did the lie start? Like, right. when was that true? And when was that a lie? And that would be very frustrating and infuriating. Yeah. Because like there is a, there's a certain point when like Carla and James were being honest, and then it kind of turns into gaslighting a little bit. Like, uh, but that's unclear. Yeah, <laughs> like when that happened for sure. Um, so Lindsay gets voted out four to one to one, which is not um a votagami. It's happened uh five times. Six. This is the sixth time we've seen it happen twice in season one. Dirk got voted out four to one to one. And in season 41, Sarah got voted out four to one to one. Um oh, okay. I am surprised that it has not happened more often than that. The one votes were Geo voted Cassidy and Lindsay voted for Geo. So the Geo vote for Cassidy might cause some discussion. We'll see. Um a fun thing I saw I... online was that the four votes for Lindsay uh were all spelled differently. Oh, that is fun. Uh, I for, at first it was like, oh, Geo must be like planning for some sort of shot in the dark or something like that. 
But then I've also seen some stuff from the exit interviews and stuff that was just like, no, Gio was really pushing Cassidy and really thought it was like going to be a Cassidy vote. Yeah, that's why like, I think I, it could come up is that he wasn't fully in on the loop. Right. Because like the the plan to vote Gio was like, we're going to tell Gio that it's Cassidy, but everyone else is voting Gio. Mm-hmm. And then all of those votes ended up turning into Lindsay votes instead. Uh, so, yeah, I think Gio genuinely like was shocked by this. Yeah. Um, which is fun. like early in the episode, he says, like, I'm going to run the show. And that clearly did not happen yeah. even a little bit. Um, the next week on, I actually like wrote a lot down here. I like paused it multiple times because they really like kind of showed a lot of stuff. Um, so I'll kind of read through what I wrote down. They said they showed Geo telling Cassidy he knows that she's not on his side, which goes with yeah. what we were just talking about. Um, it shows Cassidy laughing with Carla into the camera saying revenge is a dish best served cold. Um, it looks like there's a shot with Janine, Geo, and Jesse together. It looks like they're on one of those risk your vote adventures. So that was like a big kind of spoiler, I feel like, a little bit. Um, yeah. There shows Owen reading something and saying, I could mess some things up. Um, it shows Ellie running and saying, we are screwed. And Gabler saying, now the game has changed dramatically. So I feel like there's some big stuff happening next week. Yeah, I uh I feel like I saw all of those things until you got to like Owen saying that he was like reading something and saying he could mess something up or something. Yeah. Uh, Cause Owen was not, it was Janine was, was the Baca representative on that with Janine, Jesse and Gio, right? right. Mm-hmm. They should have not done three J names. Well, they don't uh, get to plan that. I mean, uh, yeah, so did. maybe one Owen, of the tribes does get to choose and plan that. So uh, Owen maybe finds some sort of like beware advantage that fucks some shit up. Or maybe is Owen, has his tribe found the? Uh, no, they have not. They're the one that has not. Has not. Oh, so maybe that's all his thing is, is maybe he finds the bead uh, bracelet thing that has to be collect all the beads to get an award or immunity idol. Um, but then, yeah, Ellie running saying we are screwed and Gabler saying now the game has changed dramatically. Ellie, you uh, could maybe be a like during a challenge thing. Oh, Gabler is on Owen's tribe. I wonder if Gabler saying that is Owen tells him about the idol. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of. And I bet Baka goes to tribal. Oh, and Ellie saying the because she's on that same tribe, right? We're screwed. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I bet Baka goes to tribal. So, all those are related. And it's, yeah, Gabler, Owen, Sammy maybe getting the edge over Ellie, Janine. But maybe not. The twist will be that because Sammy's annoyed with Gabler that maybe Gabler's go- I, don't know, I don't know. Although Gabler still has his idol, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. But uh, Ellie and Janine think that he thinks it's inspired. Yes. Um, we have So, yeah. So let's do talk like fantasy and MVP and all that sort of stuff. Make our predictions. Um, let's pick an MVP first. Yeah, let's sure do that. Who's the MVP of this episode? Okay, I got it. Me too. Three, Three two, two, one. Cody. Cody. He he took his elevator salesman skills and worked them nicely in the getting fishing gear and food. Um, also did well like in the challenge. Like he crushed the sandbags, knocking off the blocks thing. Like it was just a good episode for him. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. He, his tribe it won both challenges. Uh, the first one, definitely, like because he did a lot with it, um, and then he 
pretty masterfully did the whole tribe heist thing. Um, Cody has, uh, we've had four episodes. Cody has been at least one of our MVPs three out of four episodes. So that's fun. Uh, all four. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I was, yeah, never mind. I was looking at something different. Okay. Yeah. Three out of four. Uh, so for points wise, Patrick's still in the lead with almost 1200 points. Um, Jared and I both down around closer to the 800 range. Uh, I'm still in last place. Um, Jared and I both have lost three people from our eight people on our fantasy team. Patrick lost Lindsay, which is the first person he's lost. So he's down to seven people and Jared and I are down to five. Chris, uh, didn't lose someone this week for the first time. I broke the penny streak. Yeah. Coming back. I do only have people on my tribe or my team from Vessi and Coco right now. Um, so I need Baca to just keep doing badly and losing people. Or well, Baca's only badly. lost one person. So yeah. right. Um cool. So other predictions we had where we both pre had to predict who would make say the next episode title. I predicted Jeff, Patrick predicted Noel. We were both wrong. It was uh Cody. Cody. And then we predicted James and Gio would be the next boots. We were both wrong there. Um, we were both right about the tribe. Yeah. I think that was just us like hoping it was going to be Coco finally. Um, yeah. So we need to pick the next episode title speaker, which the next episode is called Stop with All the Niceness. I'm going to predict that is said by Ellie. I'm going to say it is said by Owen. And then based off our discussion, the next boot, I think, will be a Baca. I'm going to say Ellie. I think it's going to be Gabler. I think it's going to be between. I think the storyline is going to be basically be between the two. And I think Sammy is going to end up siding with Ellie for annoyance over Gabler. Oh, but Gabler has his idol. I was going to say, like, remember that Gabler has an idol here. Yeah. And there's no reason to save it because it, it would expire anyway. So he's going to play it automatically. And let, do you think he's able to transfer it? I mean, yeah, you could probably play it for someone else. Yeah, so I guess it wouldn't be Gabler. So, all right, then I'm going. I'm going to change it to Sammy then, just because I think the what we talked through made it seem like it was going to be like Ellie, and so I'm gonna because that tribe is kind of split like guys, girls, and so I'm gonna or guys, the men and the women, and so I'm gonna go with Sammy that it's gonna be the men. But okay. Although I feel like, yeah, I don't think whatever. That's what that whatever. That's my prediction. Uh, yeah, we've made a bunch of other predictions back in episode one mm-hmm. about like how many episode titles Jeff would speak or successful idol plays, yada yada yada. Uh, none of those changed this week. Nothing new happened. There were no idols found. No, there was no unanimous vote. Mm-hmm. There was no new advantage. So nothing changed. Um. So we got to do our final three in the final three, which. So far, mine from the beginning has been Janine, Dwight, Cassidy. They're still all active, so I'm going to stick with that. Same, uh, except on mine are Carla, Jesse, and Owen, uh, which I'm going to be honest, even if this wasn't what I had had since episode one, I probably would still pick them. I feel really good about my Carla, Jesse, Owen. Um, uh, Um. Our guest had picked Cody, Geo, and Jesse. Yes. Uh, Jared had picked that in the beginning, and all of them are still active as well. Pretty good. Four episodes in, haven't lost our person yet. Any of our final three, crushing it. Um. Okay. Do you have anything to plug this week? Yes. 
Uh, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I almost forgot, but I remembered. Um, I am going to plug the movie The Purge, the first of the movies in the Purge series. Not the movie called The First Purge, but the movie that is just called The Purge. Um, I watched it for the first time the other night uh, and had a good time. It was enjoyable. It is uh, better than I expected it to be. Um, and also not what I expected it to be, but yeah, uh, it was good, good Halloween time fun. So, uh, the purge better than I expected. Who's the, does that have an Ethan Hawk in it? Who's the male patriarch in that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Ethan Hawk. Okay. And it has, uh, Lena Headey or Hedy, yep, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Cersei yep. from Game of Thrones. And it has, uh, Max Burkholder, the, uh, the son with autism in parenthood yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure does uh, uh cool. i'll go with your yeah. line of thinking and recommend a movie as well the movie jurassic park um Ooh. one of my roommates katie just had a couple of friends over who had never seen jurassic park before and so we had a movie night to let them experience jurassic park and so i rewatched it it's great holds up fantastic movie did they enjoy it they did they loved it it was fun watching a movie like that with new eyes because they were like several points were like are the kids gonna die is that kid gonna die or like just asking that about different characters and so it's nice to just like fresh eyes see a movie with through fresh eyes i Uh, often forget that jurassic park is like a horror movie kind of yeah it's pretty like yeah there are aspects of jurassic park that are like better than most horror movies the the fucking raptors in the kitchen oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's very tense uh all right cool well listeners do you have a favorite movie you've seen recently or least favorite movie any movie name a movie email us a movie a tribal council podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us a tribal council 20 and for this week of tribal council this is chris signing off this is patrick and the tribe has spoken oh 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 ai oh, 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 oh,